Welcome to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're loaded down with Leonard Skinner tickets. That show's July 27th. Blossom will get you hooked up. Also, Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com will join us 8 o'clock. LeBron showed up at Summer League in Lakers shorts. And sure enough, Lakers fans, they got right up on their feet. They clapped their hands. They were all happy that LeBron James is now a Laker. I know. I was told Laker fans, horrible franchise, horrible wish-washy fan base. They're going to hate him. <laughs> okay, whatever. Until he dunks once, then they're going to love him. We'll talk to Scott from WinningForNextYear.com. We will do that at 8 o'clock. Like I said, also have those Leonard Skinner tickets. We'll probably do those around 8.30 for you. I'm in a good mood today. I'm in a gr- I dude, I can't wait to get I can't wait to get on with the show today. I'm in such a good mood. Played a ton of golf over the weekend. Played pretty well actually uh, for the most part. Yesterday played really 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 good. But Saturday I uh I, I went out and uh I played with the North Canton Collision guys. And uh they had called me in as their ringer and I did not deliver Jeez. <laughs> on that. So they had two teams fielded out there and uh so I rode around and I was with uh I was with Jason and Scott and another guy they called Mineral City. Okay. Now he swears he's not from Mineral City, but he looked like he was from Mineral <laughs> okay. City. Okay. So he looked that way. So uh, Mineral City didn't even want to play. He's like, nah, dude, I'm just going to sit in the cart, drink these beers, and relax. You three play. Does that happen frequently out on the course? I mean, either, at an outing. E- either at the beginning or like halfway through it, dudes are just like, you know what, I'm just getting drunk instead. Oh, yeah. I would have to assume that's commonplace. Yeah, which I don't understand this. I've never understood the, well, let's add booze into the golf thing. So you take this thing that you're kind of hesitant to do because you're afraid you're going to suck at it. It's really, really hard, and you add getting drunk to it, and you think that's going to make it easier just the masculine version of dancing maybe you know what i'm saying get a uh, couple sex. get a couple <laughs> drinks in it and it's you know yeah I, I just i just that sounds terrible to me honestly like i like day drinking but you throw physical activity on top of it i want nothing to do with that is that because you are actually trying to compete when you play golf even if you're just competing with yourself and these dudes are probably just like who cares it's an excuse to be away from my wife for two hours i'm getting drunk yeah no that was definitely a lot of what happens at golf i I, know but for me it's just like i if it's physical i'll want to stop doing it once i start to get a little hammered right get that buzz once i get buzzed up it's like dude let me just sit in this chair bring the shots let's crack the beer Let's look at the women. Let's just hang out. Physical activity when I'm hammered sounds horrific to me. But I did play really, really well yesterday. My buddy Seth and I went out, and uh, we played the back nine at the Elms. He stopped keeping score midway through. He was, I felt bad for him, dude. He hasn't played in like a month and a half. And I've played like, I think, 15 in the last 16 days. And so, like, I've been playing a ton. He hasn't been playing at all, and I was playing pretty good, and you could tell. It was like he didn't love it. And now you guys at times have felt like, you know, neck and neck kind of peers there, right? Oh, Seth normally wins. So with that being said, I mean, like, when— when he normally wins. You, as you've been on the losing side of this, of this conversation before— is there a bit of like, that's ah, all right, man. Like, dude, you're going to get it back. Don't worry, because you've been in those shoes? Or is it like, yo, F you, bro. Like, who's the king now? Both. Okay. I, uh, <laughs> because it is a game where you're full on competing against yourself. It's not really about your partner. No matter what they score, you have to score what you can. You know right. what I mean? So it's it's really a, you're about it's about playing on yourself or playing against yourself. But there is a little bit of yeah, guys, you play with a lot. You want to beat. Right. You you do. You want to. I mean, it's a competitive thing. You do want to win. You know what I mean? And and, and well, I did. I, uh, yesterday, uh, I took care of business. Actually, my card's up. I actually posted it. Dan Dot Stansbury at my Instagram. It's also on my Twitter at Stansbury Show. I want to talk to you about this, Fantone. I know you're, you're going to be super pumped and going to have all the reporting to do on it. Okay. 
Um, and and I, I'm ready to roll my eyes and not listen and not care about it at all. But WWE was in town. Indeed, it was. And uh, they were they were at the Civic Center on Saturday night, and you were there, front row, big gold. How'd it go? It was great, dude. It honestly was. Um, WWE Live is, I think, just a cool event. You know, it's different than it on television. Like, there's something about like being with the crowd that almost makes it like baseball. Yeah, it's more fun. You know what I mean? It's just like it's more. There's a vibe to it instead of you just yelling off the couch. You know, in your living room, there's people. There's high fiving. There's like there's there's a scene to it. Um, it was awesome though, man. It was it was it was great to see the Civic Center. Almost sold out, dude. It was so damn close, man. And I've been talking about this for a while now. I have this theory where live event ticket sales are just down. I'm talking concerts. I'm talking athletic events. I'm talking wrestling. I'm talking. I'm talking everything. Like I bet you you, might be right. I bet you amusement parks are down. I bet you uh, movies are down. I just as a whole, I just feel like it's getting harder and harder and harder to get people off their couches. You know what? I don't disagree with you. So during the break, fine. Let's look at like Disneyland and what their attendance was three years ago till now. Okay. All right. I'll I'll, I'll try. I want to check. I want to see if you're right about it. I'll try to throw some sort of numbers together to, to prove my point. But it just as a whole, that's how. I feel. Um, so, I don't disagree. So, so th- I was like, dude, it's gonna sell out. It's gonna sell out because people kept filing and kept filing and kept filing it, and it came just shy. Um, but, dude, the crowd was unbelievable. Like everybody was there to have a good time, uh, including Scott from Waiting for Next Year. Scott from Waiting for Next Year made the uh, made the long trip down to to, to Canton, Ohio, uh, and he, he, dude, I was talking to him, and he's like, man, he's like, dude, what this boils down to is, he's like, you can just get a seat here that you couldn't get at the queue for. I, I, I couldn't afford the seat, you yes. know, and that's that's the whole point of it. It's yes. like, dude, you can't. Can be on top of an event. You can be right there. No bad seat in the Civic Center at all. No, I agree. That's one of the great things about charge games. There, I remember when I saw Cinderella there back in the day, and then I saw uh, what was it, Lee Bryce and Justin Moore, not that long ago, and it was great. Yeah, anytime there's a concert at the Civic Center, you go, you and you're, go, and you're him and haw on about like, eh, well, maybe, maybe not. If it's something you kind of want to see, even the worst seat is not, like I said, better than what you're going to get at the queue. This is what kind of bums me out about things not selling out here. What is that? Well, it's like, you know, stuff comes all the way here, Mm -hmm. all the way here, Mm -hmm. and you're still not like, hey, let's go get a ticket and go. Now, look, I know what some of you are thinking. Well, dude, I'm just, I can't afford it. Okay, fine. That's great. And I understand it. Not that, that I don't mean to say that that's great. Hey, you can't great. Afford. You can't afford fourteen dollars tickets. That's not what I meant. I did great. not. I did not mean that at all. I no. did not mean that. But but, but we take your point. But, but I but I know I know where you're at. But I think that that's a small portion of the people who are listening right now. I think I think a lot of people who are listening right now are obviously on your way to work or getting ready to go there. You can do that, and and yet. I've, I just this is what I'm trying to say. I feel like the same people who tell me nothing ever happens here are the same people who don't go to the things that do happen here. Exactly, dude. I mean, is, how, am I right on how, that? How many times at the Civic Center, or not the Civic Center, at the uh, at the Palace Theater, there will be you know, I mean, uh, like Kenny, uh, like Kenny Rogers played there, and that didn't sell out. And I'm like, guys, that's crazy. You know what I mean? Like that's 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 crazy. That's that's we have to start going to these things, or nobody's going to come back to these things. Like you have to, you got to support the scene that you have. Yeah, I mean, uh, th- that was. I remember, like, I'll give you a good example of what we're talking about i know maybe what you're thinking right now is like that's crazy i would totally go like when shinedown when we did that Uh at the palace now that sold out Uh but they were curious as to whether or not it would i remember telling like the local promoter like all that stuff and like the label and they were like well do you think we're going to be able to sell it out and i was like guys of course you'll sell out shinedown two three times over here are you kidding me people here are going to be just pumped they don't have to drive all the way to the house of blues or like the hard rock or ever to see a show it's going to be in their backyard of course but like now i get their hesitation 
Now I do kind of get it because now I've seen a couple of other things come here and haven't sold out where I'm like, wow, okay, now I get it. Pitbull. I mean, like, and I there know Pitbull, not like the not the greatest, hottest artist at the moment right now, but dude had a slew of hits, yeah, man, just I mean, a million hits, and, and it just didn't sell out. I mean, obviously not huge in this format for this particular radio station, but again, this show attracts all people, but like, but a huge artist in that format. And don't hit me with, well, dude, that's a rap concert. Nobody wants to go that. Goddamn Kid Rock and Toby. Toby Keith didn't sell out. Well, Kid Rock and Toby Keith. That's a great argument, too. That's a solid-ass argument. But don't hit, you can't hit me with the nobody wants to go to rap shows, either. I mean, guys, we're broadcasting in Canton, Ohio. Yeah, I there's a couple people don't want to go. I live here. I live downtown. <laughs> I, you know what I mean? You can, I mean, we have, we, we, we have the popular. We, we got the people. We got, we got the demographic, I think is the word that I keep circling. I can't, <laughs> I can't just find the right word. I, uh, I, feel like, I feel like we got it. I feel like there's a, there's enough going on. There is. I can't wait to find out if you're right about this. We are going to try to track this down during this break. We want to find out if live entertainment overall is taking a slide in ticket sales. We'll look at a couple of different things. Amusement parks, maybe some uh, some tours that happen every year will give us a good indication of that. We'll take a look at that, and uh, we'll fill you in next on Rock 106.9. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. Not a lot of luck in finding uh, a a lot of data to back up our suspicion that live event uh, attendance down across the board. Not a lot of evidence to back that up. Well, what I've run into more is it's easy to find, like, financials, like... There's more money involved. Yeah, but ticket prices go up in price. Right. That's what I was going to say is look how much more expensive everything no, is. we need individual tickets sold. And I've been able to find some like 2013, 14, 15, 16 numbers. I'm looking for like 1982. You know what I mean? Like I want to take a big look at this like, you know. Over a large span. Yeah. I don't want to just know, you yeah. know, in the past four years what movie sales have done. I want to you know, take that step back there. So we buried the lead a little. Okay. Uh, we talked a little WWE being yeah. in town this last Saturday night. Yeah. Uh, Should have told you there. This is on me. Fantone will be wrestling this coming Friday. Yeah. Buzzbin. He's yeah. teaming up with the OCW crew. Yeah. And he's going to, I don't know, fight, wrestle, whatever the hell it is. Dude, people are excited, man. I can't tell you how many people stop me at the Civic Center like, yo, dude, you ready? And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I am. I don't know. I'm feeling a little less and less ready as I watch WWE superstars. Dude, here's the thing. I just... I feel like this has potential to go sideways. I do too. I mean, dude, you're tall. You're lanky. You're not that athletic anymore. No, I no. know in high school you played some sports. No. So I know the bedrock of it is there, but dude, you're an old man now. But even even then, I mean, like, let's not let's not you know, let's not Al Bundy it. It's not like I was some like, you know, all state football player. Like, dude, I was just some dude on a team. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't it wasn't anything great. You were a better football player than anything, right? All right, that's all I played in that's all I played in high school. Oh, I thought you played basketball. No, too. I did not. By the time I got to high school and like I think I just grew so quick and I was so gangly and like I hated playing basketball because it was like, dude, I suck at this. What I was once okay at, I now really suck uh, at. And I was like, dude, I'm done with this. I'm not playing this anymore. Oh, okay. Um, but you know, your boy's nervous. There's no question about it. Dude, and I mean, like, you're you're like a mistake away from like a snapped neck. Juice Jennings and Warhorse, those dudes are out to get me too, man. This has been brewing for a year plus, dude. Juice Jennings lost his mind. Conspiracy theories all over the place. You know, I dude. I'm talking trash all all weekend on social media. So yeah, man, your boy's worried a little bit. I won't lie. 
Yeah, I got to tell you, that beef's starting to be a little reminiscent. Actually, we're going to get into this a little later in the program with Dana White and Brendan Schaub, how that's getting out of okay. hand in the UFC world. Your guys' uh, beef is kind of going to that level. Um, did you stay up last night for Extreme Rules? I did not. The pay-per-view. Not. Dude, I can't stay up for those things, man. They start at 8 o'clock. When's the last time you stayed up for something past eight? When's yeah. the last time well, you were? Unless it was like a national championship, not probably not. Super Bowl? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I would stay up for that. Those are the things that, that'll get me past that. But dude, I can't. WrestleMania maybe, but I'm I can't a, stay up past eight. I'm just, I'm curious because it seemed to me, like, I don't know anything about this stuff. I, I don't know anything about any of this stuff. But it seemed to me like the wrestling crowd last night. Um, I woke up really early this morning. I was scrolling my social media timelines, and it seems overall the WWE fans were not impressed with Extreme Rules last night. It's 2018. Nobody's impressed with anything. Is that what that just is? Just constant complaining. It's dude. It's like anything else where it's like, well, you didn't you didn't do it the way I would have planned it. You didn't write the episode I would the way I would have wrote it. And it's like, well, no, because you're not the writer of the, of the TV show, bro. Like you don't yeah, do that. Right. That's probably fair, right? That there's just like a little bit of like it's not done the exact way I want it. I'm going to complain. I have a megaphone. I want my voice heard it's 100 what it is dude it's it's like watching an episode of you know game of thrones where people what happens this sucks this is terrible this is awful i hate this show well, why, why what the dragon's wa- made of ice why, yeah. are we, why are we still watching it then <laughs> exactly i don't know why, why are, are you, you here every week consuming it so i uh i i have a post here um that is this is pretty much evidence of why i can never delete facebook even though i want to okay Actually, Twitter's the one I dream about deleting most, but you can't even do it anymore because it's the fastest news service on the face of the planet, Twitter. But there's a post that I have here from Facebook that a uh, that somebody I'm friends with like shared. I'm not necessarily friends with this person, but I do belong to this Facebook group, the Stark County Buy, Sell, Trade. Okay. And now, look, I'm not looking to buy. I'm not looking to sell. I'm definitely not looking to sell. I don't want anybody in my apartment like <laughs> buying stuff from me. I'll, I'll give it to Arrowhead. You buy it from there. You, you stay down over there. No need for you to be in where I live. Those sites, though, those like Facebook groups, they're they're, comedy gold. They're dude, they're very, very entertaining. They're comedy gold. All those, like I'm, like I, I'm also part of the Canal Fulton crime. Like, dude, that one's always great. And to me, what it always is is I see it and I'm like, well, how desperate for drugs are you? Like, right. at what point have we got to here? Are you selling kitchen gadgetry? Are you selling your children's toys? Like, where on the scale of heroin <laughs> fix are we right yeah, now? Yeah, no, yeah, that's uh, that's both hilarious and sad. All okay. <laughs> So we have, uh, I have this, I have this post here right. where, where uh, a young woman named Summer, I feel like that's oh, enough information. <laughs> All right. We got Summer uh, yeah, here. Yeah, well, now let's not give you her last name. No. Summer writes in and posts to the Stark County buy, sell trade. I know you don't want to give her last name. I bet her middle name's Ray. Summer Ray. Right. <laughs> Summer Ray. <laughs> your your dad's little Ray is sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> Just you know, yeah, absolutely. Just I just feel like you just were birthed in it like a tub of Mountain Dew. Like that, that, that was how Terrible. the midwife. That's how the midwife brought you into the world. No, but she writes into the Stark County buy, sell, and trade, and her 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 thing is is have you run out of condoms and need more? Jeez. I'm your girl. Shoot me a message on Facebook, and I'll hook you up with a cheap offer of them, not on them, of them, like. How sad. Like, what? First of all, I don't trust Summer to be the one that knocked over the truck full of condoms that got him. Like, I feel like this is like a reused situation. I'm willing to bet Summer was working somewhere, whether it was a bar or... 
or or well, there's some bars where they have that bowl the of condoms. Oh, you know oh, what I mean? Oh, oh, like oh, like yeah. for, for the longest time, Busman had like a bowl of condoms down at the end of the bar, and then you I just, moved here. You, then- <laughs> you could just you could just go take a condom. Yeah, those were great. But I'm sure she was somewhere. Maybe it was maybe it was like a, a clinic, or maybe it was something. But she, I'm sure she stole a box that was supposed to be you know delivered somewhere else, and that's where she got the hot. That's hookup. what you think. It was yeah. like she worked at the store, and then she's yeah. moving them out of the back of the store. Yeah, she got the hot hookup on them. <sighs> All right. Have you ever heard this? My dad used to say this to me all the time when I was a kid. Maybe you've heard this before, I'm sure. But you get what you pay for, yeah. right? That's why this radio show sucks. You got in your car, you turned it on. Did anybody ask you for any money? Oh. No. That's why it sounds like this. But you get what you pay for. Condoms worth the money. Yeah. Do condoms stop crying? Like that, think about that. Or they prevent you from having to go back to that psycho's house twice a month to pick up a kid that you secretly hate. Like they're worth the money. And I mean, I don't know. I just feel like selling condoms in Canton, Ohio. Like there is a a child on the hip of every woman over the age of sixteen at this point now. Yeah, you right? missed it by a decade. Right? Like, like there's just no, there's no reason. What are we selling these for? Shut up to the party too late, Summer. <laughs> right. You needed to get started about a decade ago. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock one oh one oh six nine. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9, online for you at WRQK.com, and have Leonard Skinner tickets for you. That show, July 27th, Blossom, will get you in at 8.30. That's shortly after we will uh, be talking to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. Get his take on Extreme Rules from last night, WWE. Uh, we'll call that a sport for today. Also, Indians had a couple of sellouts over the weekend, too, because uh, they played the Yanks. And uh, Let me ask you, does that still feel like a rivalry to you? Not in particularly. So I saw another radio show get into this uh, into this argument with a couple of their listeners. Now they're a more sports based program, so that's going to happen. But uh, we talk sports here. Some of you uh, love when we do it. Some of you not so much. I understand that. But somebody said in that thread I read this was last week before the games had been played that the Yankees tribe rivalry is the strongest. Cleveland sports-based rivalry there is, and I disagree. Like, right now at this very moment? Because uh, I, I, what else exists at this point? Well, I take your your point is the Browns haven't been competitive enough for the rivalry between them and the Steelers to be alive. Not even close, and Cavs-Warriors hmm. no longer exists. It doesn't, I mean, I still hate the Warriors, but it doesn't exist. You're right. Once you lose LeBron, that rivalry goes by the wayside. <laughs> yeah, the Warriors aren't looking at the Cavs next year like, oh man, we gotta worry about this one. Battle for the bottom, browns Bengals. Rivalry? Now, that game never felt as big as Steelers-Browns ever to me. Ever. Which no. I always thought was weird because you figured Ohio, two brothers kind of going at it. Y- yeah, and I mean, even even Cleveland-Baltimore doesn't feel because oh, you, you, would, one, yeah. you would think that, that, that Browns-Browns-Ravens would be like, well, that's still our team, but... But we got to be better. They've been blown out so many times. Just, I mean, just look at the division play that they've gone through in the past 10 years, and there is no rivalry. Should be noted. A lot of national sports hosts has the have the Browns six and ten this year. Wow. Most improved team in the in the NFL. Well, I would hope they're the most improved team in the NFL. You better but... at least be the most improved team in the NFL. I don't know. I don't think you get six games. I think it's probably closer to four. But you better at least be the most improved team in the league. Yeah, you should be. I don't even think Yankees tribe is as is as big as 
I don't think it's as big as Ed's Ignatius. I don't. Even, it might not even be as big as as McKinley Maslin. Like it might not even be as big as that rivalry. I don't think the Yankees nor their fan base look at it and think like that's a rivalry. And the rivalry has to be two ways. You can't just be like, well, I hate, I hate the, the Yankees. Team. Right. The Yankees. I don't Everyone think. Yan- I don't think Yankees fans necessarily think about the Indians in that regard. It, it's. I also saw this where like a lot of you know baseball fans. I don't want to necessarily say tribe fans, but a lot of baseball fans were like, look, we sold out these games against. You know, the Yankees, everybody's talking about baseball. Baseball's fine. Baseball doesn't have a problem. And it's like, guys, the all-star game for baseball is tomorrow. And I didn't know that until today. Like, I've been saying this for a few months. I'm on the internet every single day, hours on end, trying to find things to fill this program with. Major League Baseball does a bad job adopting themselves and wrapping their arms around social media. As much as I demonize social media, it does move the needle. NBA has gotten fantastic at it. Their players are good at it. Their GMs are good at it. Their team accounts are good at it. Now, the Indians have a great social media account. The Cleveland Indians do. Major League Baseball as a whole does a bad job with social media. Now, I don't know if it's a language barrier between player and 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 fan base. I don't know if that's part of it. I think it's probably at least a component, maybe a small one, albeit, but at least a component. But for some reason, they do not. The NBA is way better at social media than Major League Baseball. I don't think there's a, a no denying that. Yeah, part of the problem that baseball has is you're right. There is a little bit of, I'm sure, a little language barrier there. I don't think it's all of it, but it's definitely some. It gets caught in its staunchiness. It gets caught in its like, well, this is what we've always done, and this is who we've always been, and this Rigid. is what we're always going to be. It's like, well, okay. you know, it should. Social media be your main concern as a sports organization? No. Of course not, but you have to you have to factor it in. Yeah, and that's how you that's how you reach younger kids. That's how you reach people who you want to be your fans. And as baseball continues to get older and older and older, and for the most part, I think that's probably true. Is that like the fan base of baseball, the regular watchers of the game, probably are getting older? You got to do something to revitalize. You got to do something to set it on fire. Well, they also say like um, activity in youth in these sports is shifting, um, where most young kids are playing basketball. Uh, basketball arenas are popping up everywhere. It's easier to get into. You can play it solo in your own driveway. You need where baseball. You need the equipment. You need more players. You need friends. You need all this stuff. And we're we're becoming a more singular world. And basketball can be a more singular sport. I was at a youth baseball game over the weekend. I went to, I, I went to my nephew's and uh, shout out shout out to the nine U Tigers team. They uh, they walked away with the championship last game of the or last tournament of the of the season oh, for nice. them. But what what is different now? about what things were in the past it was it was really obvious to me like number one the quality of play but like the difference was is you and I probably just played Twinsburg Baseball League you know what I mean just TBL red team versus the blue team get out there knuckleheads you know you're nine years old who cares where's the ice cream dad now it's travel teams and these kids are these kids are like a different there's a different emphasis on this there's a different like style of play i mean there's so much better than what i ever was at that age like it's not even it's not even comparable and i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing but like i think aau basketball i think that like you know travel baseball and stuff like that i think it's just kind of changed the way that 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 most of us you know just the red team versus the blue team or the purple team versus the green team or whatever it's different now there's some kind of like i, I don't know there's 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 a difference to it it did feel, but this is everything in America. It did feel small town America back in the day where it would be like, 
you know, on the back of the jersey, North Canton Collision. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this and that. Yeah. Where now you're right. It feels like honestly, like big t- where children's sports feels like big time sports. We're, we're right. I mean, there was true to the heart production value of it, where it was like they had a speaker and each kid had a walk up song, and like there was this banner, and like they were really good, and like these kids obviously had busted their asses. These kids obviously been playing hard all summer. So like I'm not trying to villainize it at all, but there was something just like fundamentally different about like nine-year-olds playing baseball you know what i mean and it's just like i don't know something's happening there like my niece is like a a young like basketball little bit of a star like she's pretty good right she's like 13 right now and they're never not on the road right like i talked to my brother the other day and i was like where are you he's like ah we're in sacramento i'm like what the hell are you doing in sacramento he's like ah grace you know her team won and we advance in this tournament and like my mom's always checking in in all these arenas all over the west coast and like she's always in la or sacramento or like san diego like she's always traveling playing basketball so crazy my my, my brother and his family going on vacation like it's you know this week and they were going to go on saturday but my nephew's baseball team won so they had to go somewhere else and they're like oh we'll put our our trip across the country on hold and it's just like good god if it was the green team versus the yellow team it'd be like no dummy get in the car come on we're out of here Dude, you're so right so there's this woman i know and she lives kind of far she you know she lives on the east side of cleveland and i've known her forever and we've been trying to like reconnect a little bit here and there and like hang out and um all summer long it's like hey you know what about this or what about this and she finally hit me up last week she goes you know my son's baseball season's over i got plenty of time now she goes dan it was five games a weekend it was like well that was like i was never not standing behind home plate taking video of this goddamn game she's like don't get me wrong it's my kid i love him i'm happy to do it but it's Every day they're out there. This honestly makes me want to call that girl Summer and be like, yo, where are those condoms at? This sounds expensive. This sounds stressful. I don't want anything to do with this. So we got a little bit of data here on on ticket sales. Fantone's got this theory that live events are down across the board. And I can't disagree. I bet it seems like stuff I go to is less attended than what I remember. Right. So looking at Indians tickets, right? This is just Cleveland Indians. And this goes all the way. This is year by year. Joe sent this in via Twitter. All right, we'll go back to the year 2000. That's coming off when the Indians were real, like, red hot, right? Remember those, like, late 90s teams were pretty good, right? So we'll go to year 2000. They had over three and a half, just just under three and a half million people through the door. Um, last year total, it was just over two million. So coming off a World, Seri- World Series-esque run, well, no, that was two years ago, right? So that was 2016. So 96 is like, right? Because wasn't 95 the year they blew the World Series? Okay. Yeah, so, sounds yeah, right. And then again in 97, right? 97 was Jose Mesa, right? Okay. One, a 97, so let's look at 97. 3,394,750. So that's at the height of you being amazing. New progressive field, just new in 94. Here you are in 96. That's where you are. Three plus million there. What's 2017 coming off of that, that, that World Series loss? 2017 last year. So last year, 2 million. Thus far, 2018, 1.1. So... Uh, Post World Series years, we are looking at under um, um, over a million tickets less sold. Twenty seventeen versus nineteen ninety six or seven or six. Yeah. We said right, so uh, something there, right? I mean, I know the Indians are not the one data point that proves anything, but like there's something. No, you'd have to look at everything. You would have to look at all sports. You would have to look at you know concerts. You'd population, have to look at population, right? Um, movie tickets. You'd have to. I mean, you'd have to look at a lot of things. But I do think you're right. I just think with so much entertainment on your phone. I don't think it can be denied that less people feel as if they have to be there in the moment because your friend's going to go, they're going to check in, they're going to have the video for you. I feel like things feel less 
I, I would definitely say this. Less events feel must attend right. than they did 10 years ago. I do agree with you on that. Movie fandom can go way too far, and we've got an example. You'll get that next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Yo, guys, it is Fantone from the Stansberry Show Honor Fighting Championship 6. We are talking about fight night at Nautica. It all goes down up in Cleveland August 18th. Dude, that is right. Fights returning to the flats in Honor Fighting Championship. The leader in combat-based entertainment, dude, they are bringing the action to it. A ton of fights already announced and on the card. A good friend of the program, uh, the Vanilla Gorilla, Nick Brashear. He'll be making his pro debut as he squares off with Caleb Raymond. Tickets are still available, but they are going quick, including VIP packages, man. You do not want to get shut out on this one. Uh, if you want tickets, get yourself some at honorfightingchampionship.com. One more time, that website, honorfightingchampionship.com. This report is brought to you by All Seasons RV. 1069. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 1069, 830. We're going to help you out with something that I actually need some help with, looking better in photos. We'll, uh, we'll get you uh, up to speed. I look a little better in, uh, in some photos. We'll do that at 8.30. Also, pass out those Leonard Skinner tickets. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need on those. Got to make sure at the Skinner concert you look good in that selfie, yeah. so we're going to help you out in two ways there. That's right. Another uh, little delicious sip. Dude, our new coffee machine is so good. Get it in there. Our new coffee <laughs> machine is so good. It's so good. I'm so happy. Like, dude, the head of sales, dude, he did. He texted me again over the weekend. He's Jeez. like, how you liking that new coffee machine I got you? <laughs> And I was like, I do. I, I really do like it, man. He's like, thanks, man. Just got to make sure the talent's happy. And I was like, first of all, you just called me talent. And then you told me you want me happy. So, dude, if you're going to shoot me in the back of the head, just shoot me in the back of the head. Don't tell me you're going to make me. Don't. It didn't have to be good, fellas. Don't drive me all the way to the house. Just shoot me in the back of the head. Get it over with. Got to make sure the talent's happy. Yeah, I was surprised by that. It is. It is a little bit. I mean, like, even walking in this morning, I was like, oh, there's it's good nice. coffee right there. Yeah. You're right. So, thanks again to K&M for supplying the machine. Dang. It's like every three days he sends me a thing like, yo, dude, hey. help me out with that again. Oh. So, we were talking live event. Um, and Matt Fantone feels like live events are taking a hit, like like attendance is down. And um, we would have to like look at data points from a bunch of different things. You would have to look at concerts, movies. Uh, sporting events would be a big one, dude. You said county fairs would be a big one, and yeah. I agree. I just, I mean, I mean, even like free stuff, like go to the Italian American Festival Lock or whatever. Parties or- right? Yeah, I just think that getting people. To Out. go do something is 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 tough. Now you're going to be able to be like, well, dude, look at how much many people came when you know when the Cavs were good, and it's like, yeah, because they were good right there. I'm saying as a whole, no one data point, no one team, no one county is going to prove this. I I don't know. It's 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 a tough thing to prove, but I stand firm to it. Now Brennan wrote in and he brought up something we didn't think about, and I'm I guess at least curious as to whether or not you may agree with this a little bit. He thinks that one of the reasons, not all of it, but one of the reasons or one of the things that may be driving people to be like, you know what, I'm not going, is some of the fear that's around some of the attacks that we've seen at big things. He's saying like a lot of the shootings, like Vegas, like think about what happened in Vegas. Now, if you were at Vegas, at that that country festival where where that happened, right, would you be maybe hesitant to buy a ticket to a concert in the next few years maybe even sure of course so now maybe not so not like you know we'll extrapolate that out now would your friend 
who knew you who went, would you maybe think differently because you know somebody close to you? And may so is that a trickle down effect? Maybe. Yeah, I would assume that. I mean, that's probably a part of the perfect storm here because I think you know you got stuff like that. I think we talked about how every entertainment device is available to you. You can stream anything you want. The home ex- the home viewing experience has gotten better. I think that hurts sports for sure. The, the economy being a a a point of like, oh, is it good? Is it bad? Do we have money? Do we have jobs? I don't know. That 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 feel feeling of insecurity probably plays into that because everyone's hoarding their money. Everyone's trying to like, well, I got to take care of me and mine. You got to wonder if the secondary ticket market didn't do this a little bit too, because oh. the driving price goes up because people just buy tickets just to sell them online. And you got to wonder if the average working stiff, you and I, goes, you know what? I don't want to play your stupid games. You know what? I just want to take my kid to a baseball game, and now it's four hundred dollars because of ticket brokers. Like I'm wondering if that's maybe not part of it too. Yeah, there's 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 a million different things that are going to go into this here. I didn't necessarily think of it from Brennan's perspective of. Are we worried there's going to be a gun, a mass shooting? Are we worried there's going to be a terrorist attack? Are we worried there's going to be something like that? Now you're right. If you're if you were at that Jason Aldean concert, yeah, you're probably out of out of the live events for a minute. But does that does that? So you're not going to go to another concert? Are you going to go to the movies? Are you going to go to a restaurant? Are you going to go to? I was at the first Browns game after 9/11. Okay. I remember being. I remember being at that, and I remember. And this is what's really strange. And I don't really want to get into the whole anthem like thing right now. But I can tell you, when they rolled that flag out that day... Oh, I'm sure America was going crazy. And that plane flew over that dude, First Energy Stadium. Dude, that was the most patriotic thing I have ever seen. Dude, sure. we were all together sure. that day. Sure. We were like, hell yeah, dude, America, let's kick some ass. That's who we all were that day. But And so I can remember feeling that day like, is this the place to be right now? Right. Right? Because that's just who we were. Now, years removed... Fanton and I were having this conversation while getting a cup of coffee. Thanks to getting a K up there. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just become an inside joke for oh, us now right, at this point. Get away there. But it, uh, but it, it uh, for for you and I, like I I never think about that now. Like I I am so I always say this about myself. I am so egotistically American, and by that I mean I just feel like no ill will is ever going to to, to come my well, way. I'll be okay. I'm never gonna happen. <laughs> I'm just saying, America first. We're the greatest, best armed force. You know what I mean? Like I just buy into that. Like I never think to myself as I'm buying a ticket to go to a concert, this might happen. Now. Ever. So like so so you don't weigh that in. and I would say most Americans probably like that because we all get sense or are like lulled into the sense of false security where it's like, eh, dude, everything's fine, I'm gonna be okay. Who would wanna hurt but, me? But even like even like okay, like you go to you know, House of Blues or whatever, you're not looking once you get there and you see all those people, you don't think to yourself, well, where are the exit points? Where are this? Like you're uh, just I may scan a room. Okay. I may because I'm just a i I'm a people watcher by, by like I think everybody's guilty of something. You're something. all everybody's suspicious to me like you're all up to something right but so there's a little bit of like I'm gonna scan the room I'm gonna be aware of what my surroundings are just because my dad kind of raised us that way my brother and I both like dude just be aware of where you are but my thing is is what I'm saying is is that the fear of what could happen would never stop me from buying a ticket and I guess that's the way it's supposed to be in life because obviously otherwise any, the terrorists win anything can happen at any time um but you think about it and I, I guess the desens like the desens you know the the desensitized nature that we have of like so many shootings happen on a regular basis and not only do they happen but then they're super served to us in in media where it's like we just hear so much about it every day there's another shooting every day there's something else so like you almost become numb to it where you don't even you don't even like 
you, you don't factor that in. You know it's a possibility, but you don't mm-hmm. factor that in. I bet you that's how most Americans are. Cole says, I think part of the reason why sports may be down is because there are so many regular season games that what happens is the average fan goes, ah, I'll go later. Ah, I'll go next month. And then the season ends, and then he never went. Yeah, but, I mean, when was the last time they added games to something? You know what I mean? We've been, we've been playing 82 and, and 162 forever, right? Again, I think it's twofold there. I think I think he is right. I think, especially with baseball, you think ah, I got all season. Yeah. Um. And but again, things I still maintain things feel less must attend. Now I want to be careful that I'm not think saying that as they feel that way because that's how I feel about stuff. Just because, dude, the older you get, the, the you do feel that way about less stuff. We're yeah. like incarceration, right? There was right. like ten bands on that I wanted to see. And then over the weekend, a friend of my my friend Cheryl was like, she's friends with the promoter. She called me over the weekend. She's like, I got great tickets for you if you want them. And I was like, Yeah, no, I'm good. Nah, I'm good. No, nah, I'm, nah, I'm good. It's just, but that's just part of getting older. Yeah, and I was going to say, and you and I think are exceptional because we've had access to so many concerts, and, and we're so just many exceptional. Things. Well, well, I mean, we're not, we're not, we're not John no. Q. Public in this sense. When you can go to literally anything, of course, you and I feel a little bit like, oh, I'm not going to that. That's stupid. Um, but it, there's, I, I mean, I think even if you looked at bars, I think if you looked at like bars are way down. I, I'm just saying, like things that aren't exactly a ticketed event, but still like a gathering of people, still a you know. I read this article over. The weekend that talked about how millennials are killing going out. Like that's the new thing everybody wants to say millennials are ruining. I like I'm rolling my eyes at that. Like look, I like to jump on up and down on the millennial like anybody else, but sometimes we're just like lobbing stuff at them just to lob it at them. Um, I'm hearing this that part of why live events are down is because all the things we had growing up gave us a sense of community with one another, and we've moved away from that. Block parties, churches, family outings, that kind of stuff. Without that sense of community, you don't want to go out. I don't know if I can necessarily make the connection between my Sunday morning church crowd and my Saturday night ACDC crowd. I don't know if I can necessarily make that connection. I will tell you, I, I, we told the story last week where we were at, I was at First Friday with my buddy Marty, and we did. We kind of noticed that this is a collection melting pot of all people, and that was like, dude, this needs to happen more. More. Oh, yeah. I would agree with that, but I don't know if there's necessarily a correlation between those two things. I, I wonder. I mean, our church is down. I, that's something I, don't I really know. don't have perspective on there. So, like, that, I think that would probably make sense to me, though, that there's just less of a sense of community, less of a reason for me to get off the couch and have to go do anything when I don't have to go to the store, when I don't have to go, you know, I, I don't have to go get food. I can have it delivered to me. There's a million different things that you just don't have to do anymore. And I, 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 I'm sure it applies across the board. Austin says, uh, we're not going out because we don't have any money. I See, th- this is one of those things that I think that I think millennials think that is new to them in this generation of being young. I didn't have any money when I was your age as a millennial either. I didn't have any money either. We didn't have any money either. The difference is, and where I got to give you credit here, is, is that you recognize that and want to change it. My generation was like, screw it, spend what you have, no matter what it is you have. I think part of the reason that is, though, is because, especially like up until probably Generation X, there was this inherited assumption of... My generation will always be better than the last. It'll always be easier for us. There's mm-hmm. always going to be that level of like, well, of course we're still going to. And I don't think that sense of optimism still exists in, no, in, it in, in, not. The, in the world. No, again, social media kind of ruins optimism because, again, it's the overanalyzing machine and you can end up going down the rabbit hole of any one thing and you can find out. You, once you do that, you get all the way to the end of the line. You realize this is all for naught. It's all BS. At the end of the day, it's all smoke and mirrors, the entire system. And so, and like, dude, that's why people are becoming more and more and they're feeling more and more more like helpless and more and more like less like you know optimistic and that's the whole reason is because social media takes you all the way down the rabbit hole and you realize it's all for naught 
everything at the end of the day is really like, what's this all really for? Nothing. And so then you start to feel like this pit of emptiness. That's why I keep saying, dude, you got to get off that stuff, dude, and start hanging out with your neighbors more. Start playing cards with your friends on Friday night. Start just being involved in each other's lives. Otherwise, dude, you're just going to feel miserable and alone. And I think there is a little bit of that. And maybe you're like, you know what? I don't want to go out. I don't want to go anywhere because everything kind of sucks. I think maybe they might be a little bit right about that. There is more Stansberry Show for you. It is around the corner. You guys hang on. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show. We're on Rock 106.9. I just read that uh, that Justin Bieber asked Stephen Baldwin for his daughter's hand in marriage. Apparently, he's dating Haley Baldwin. Yeah, they're engaged. Uh, and he asked for her hand in marriage, which I think is a classy thing. And if I was going to get married. Um, well, I'm sure my wife's soon to be, or my soon to be, or whatever my, that person would be to me, that her father would probably be dead at this point. But if he's alive, I would do that. I yeah. feel like that's something you should still do. I- Although it is like, remember we talked about this, like after the Royal wedding where it's like, people were like, you know, the father giving the bride away is actually very primitive. And it's actually very much like basically what that is, is, Hey, this is my property. Now take this as your property. And that is what that is. Well, I think you're definitely going to have to look at it from a case by case situation here. And like, if that's, I mean, that's interesting. Asking a man's permission about whether or not you can do something with an adult. That's very interesting. If that's the kind of woman that you're going to be getting married to, I think you should know one way or another is my wife really going to be down with this concept you know what i mean so like if 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 she's gonna be like oh my gosh i can't believe you did that you should know that and not do that to me it's still respectful to ask the to ask the dad like because it essentially what it is, sure. is like do you feel me worthy of this do you feel me worthy of your daughter? like you raised a great person am i worthy of it i would want to know that but what if he says no that's an interesting thing. Would I still ask the woman to marry me? Right. And are no. you? Gonna, are, so you're no. So if he says no, you're out. I think. Well, I all wow. right. I all right. Hold on. Wow. I, answer, I hold on. That was a knee jerk reaction. Hold on. I, I your facial expression has shaken me off of what I might want. No, I think here's the thing. I definitely tell her, and I definitely approach her, and I say to her, "Look, I asked for your hand in marriage. Your dad has said no." So what do we do here? Just so you know, I wanted to marry you, right? So you can stop with the ultimatums, honey. I wanted to do it. Your dad said no. But if you're going to do it anyway, it was an empty question from the jump. That's what I'm saying. So why why do do it? it? So why do it? So right. If you're just going to do whatever you want to do anyway, then why ask for permission? I Honestly, well, I don't think I could marry somebody knowing, like, I'm going to handcuff myself to you knowing for sure your fan. Dude, think about how many people get married knowing the in-laws hate them and go, oh, over time we'll smooth it out. Right. And it never does. Well, right. I think that's probably most situations lot, where right? it's, you know, yeah, you're marrying her her family as well there. Um, I want to be accepted by everybody. But, but I mean, are you going to let him dictate what you do with your life? I mean, you're at the point where you've decided, I want to hitch myself to this woman. This is the partnership that I want to be in. This is, this is, this is, you know, my ride or die is what they say I nowadays. Could just marry 
maybe want to stop getting yelled at about it. Well, right. Well, well, hey, if you're putting yourself into a, a forced wedding situation, then of course you're going to be looking for any way out. But if you've really made this, you know, this this commitment, this thought, this, hey, I want to do this, and then you're going to let her father derail it? I don't know, man. I mean, I feel like that's. Were you ever serious about it from the, from the beginning? So you mean to tell me if you were told you weren't worthy of it, it's not going to change your decision at all? I would still have to do it. I would. What am, what am I? I mean, so I'm gonna let I'm gonna let what he thinks of me dictate what happens to me and my family's future. How do you stand there that day in that tux? Does he still come? You know what I mean? Is that is that like all right? Well, then you're not invited. Well, yeah, you can't disinvite the father of of the bride. You can't disinvite the guy. Although maybe though, maybe your future wife says, "Look, if my dad's not in support, I don't want him there." Yeah, I mean, and I, I get that. And it seems like it seems like, well, no, you should always do what's right because your parents say it. But it's like you have a life to live and you have decisions to make. And if what you guys have is something good, and he just chooses not to see it for whatever reason, if if, if he doesn't think you make enough money or he doesn't think you know you're you're a good enough person or whatever, it's like, well, are, are, so now all of a sudden, what you have which you thought was so, you know, it was it was a pillar, you're just going to be like, eh, whatever. A Twitter listener of ours, I'm not going to give you the, the handle because it makes him sound like he's a guy who's going to end up in a <laughs> clock tower picking people <laughs> off. Okay. But he says, when I tell my girlfriend's dad, I'm not asking, I'm going to say, hey, I love your daughter. I'd like your permission, but it's happening regardless. Yeah, that's really bad. But then, I would let, let's let's go back. Let's go back to the chalkboard and rework that. Then, then why do it? Then why not? Why wouldn't you just tell her him? Hey, we're engaged. Then you would. Why? Why would you tell him before? By telling him before, that's when you're asking permission. That's when you're saying like, "Hey, I'm giving you this inside yeah. info." If you were just going to do the inside that, track. Yeah, if you were just going to do that, pop the question and then have her be like, "Call your dad. We'll tell him." Yeah, I um, I. I I could not be married to somebody who would find it to be like offensive or wrong. And oh my God, you know what I mean? Your toxic masculinity. If I asked her father for permission for her hand in marriage, I could not be married to a woman like that. Honestly, I'd end up in prison. Like I, I would kill a woman. But, but like, like I said, I mean, you're already going to be past that point. You're already going to have crossed that bridge. And if yeah, you, and I'm not supposed to marry a 24 year old anyway. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. that's that's really right. at the end of the day. I mean, once they grow up, they'll stop saying things like that. And you'll start you'll start realizing that the world has real problems, not these fake, you know, cosmetic ones that everybody wants to make a big issue out of. But that's interesting. I got to tell you, dude, I don't think I could stand up in the church, turn around, look at her family and think to myself, this is a good decision what I'm doing right now, because every Christmas, every New Year's, every birthday, everything, everything, every moment of my life is going to be clouded with the fact that, dude, do you have any idea the kind of like performance anxiety that will go into sex at the honeymoon when you like like with anything like you're going to second guess everything you do in that marriage, knowing that the dad was like, yeah, dude, you're a bum like I, I kind of had this in my family. My mom was married to my dad's dad, then got divorced, and then married my dad, and then had me. He was My dad was never good enough for my mom's parents. I don't know what... Dude, her first husband hit her, and she was they were still like, well, I don't know. I mean, maybe stay. And then like she ended up marrying my dad, and they always... Con- I was like, he lives in the same neighborhood as you. Why is my dad a bum? And all of a sudden, you're like virtuous. Like, he, dude, he dealt with this his entire life. I'm going to assume that was probably more the fact that your mom divorced. You know what I mean? Oh, I dude, think my, then that was a problem. My grandmother called my mom the town whore. 
Like when she left, dude, it was like, you're the town whore. That's what people are going to say about you, Suzanne. You're the town. And it's like, she here she was, this young woman, baby in her arms, leaving an abusive husband. And that was the mentality back in the early 1970s, late 60s, early 1970s. That's what it was. People didn't get divorced like then. The only, dude, Miranda Lambert says it in the song. The only way to work your problems out was to stay married, which is, of course, inaccurate. Don't fall for that. Plenty of ways to work your problems out. Call a good lawyer. Get out of toxic relationships. But if a man told me I was not worthy to marry his daughter, yeah, dude, I don't think I could go through with it. I think I would have to be like, all right, man, I respect your wishes. Thanks for the thanks thanks for the out on this. I am done. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. You guys, hang on. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com joins the show at 8 o'clock. 8.30 is when you get hooked up with Leonard Skinner tickets. Also, will uh, help you look better in photos. And actually, a listener of ours wrote in about a photo I had online and had some advice for me. And uh, and he's not wrong. He's not necessarily wrong on what that advice for me to look better in that photo would be. Uh, it was actually the photo I took with your mother. Okay. Um, oh, he he had some advice on that one. There we go. Um, but on how I could look better in that. And I, and I will give out the reason on why I don't do that. It's still a defense mechanism from years ago oh. and why that doesn't happen. So at 830, we'll all look better in photos together as a class after we're done with this. All right. Um, I've said on the program many, many times that when the cops get involved, you're caught. Just hands up. When the cops say come out with your hands up, come out with your hands up. Right? And what I mean by that is, dude, if they're behind you with the lights, pull over. Okay? If they show up on the scene and they want to, you know, ask questions, answer some questions. Give up the ID. Do what you got to do. I've always wondered what's the success rate of a high of a high speed chase. Well, I watch live PD. It yeah. ain't real good. I can't be real good. It can't. Dude, with today's technology, how could it be real good? Under 10%, right? I mean, under 10, like maybe 5% of the time you're getting away. You know, I'd be, I, you know, we should reach out to Officer Lamar Sharp and find that out. Like, Canton guy, like Canton Fugitive tries to run. How, what's the percentage of makes it? I think. Mm, gotta be low. I think it's pretty low. Gotta be low. So when the cops show up, you're caught, you're busted. As a matter of fact, Live PD, this has actually happened where a guy was afraid. Maybe this wasn't on live. I actually, I think I read this story. Sorry. But a guy was worried about being pulled over for the DUI, pulled out a gun and shot the cop in the face. Jeez. Like, dude, you're worried about being arrested for DUI and you bring shooting a cop into it? Jeez. Dude, the DUI, way better to go to jail for. Way better. Yeah. Not that, like, there's ever anything good to go to jail for, but way, like, way to be a dumbass and escalate your problems and your negative run in with the cops. You know, I mean, not that it would ever be okay to draw a weapon on an officer of the law. No, don't do it. But at least how, like, if you rob a bank and you're doing something violent, I guess I see how it happens. Like I see, I see like you're desperate, but like but it's a DUI, DUI, bro. What are we talking about? Right. Yeah, that's 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 insane. Take the ten grand hit, take the ten days in jail, whatever it is, and move on about your move on about your day. Right, move on about your life. What are you thinking? Come now on. the reason why I bring this up is because out of Pennsylvania now, Berks County, I guess police were conducting a marijuana bust on okay. at like like some like local grounds, right? They ended up finding 10 marijuana plants. Now, that doesn't sound like all that many, but I believe Pennsylvania Commonwealth, and I think they're going to, from what I understand, Commonwealth can give you, I think it's up to 10 years per plant. Yeah, I mean, it's not that much, but at the end of the day, obviously, you're growing, you have a distribution in mind there. It can be a problem. Right. Anytime you're growing pot and you're not authorized to do so by the state, you're automatically, I think, into felony territory there. It's not like you can just be like, dude, just a quarter ounce of weed, not that big of a deal. Dude, you got a grow operation. Exactly right. 
So one guy just like kind of surrenders pretty easily, like, all right, we're caught, hands up, you know, take me in, whatever. Right. Another guy runs off, runs for it, takes off. Right. I don't get the takeoff guy. I just don't get it. I feel like eventually you're just going to get caught. They're just going to add charges to you. If you think cops are going to have a sense of humor about you running, they don't. Like, they're going to put the boots to you, the whole thing. Like, just don't. I just think you're dumb. I just think you're really, really dumb, right? So then now this then police department gets, they go all out. They get the helicopter out there, the ghetto bird, I believe Ice Cube called it with, yeah. the, with the spotlight there. Great song. And uh, that whole thing, they get the whole thing out there, right? They're now, like, apparently he dumped into some, like, tall brush. Right? Sure, so never look there. So the, Right, exactly right. So they're using dogs, they're using the whole thing, right? So now they're using heavy equipment to, like, search the brush. Okay. They ran this dude over with a bulldozer. Like, the tracks of the bulldozer ran him over because they were trying to search the brush for him. So you see what I'm having, see what I'm saying here? You went from handcuffs, get a lawyer, I don't know, that guy was growing the weed, not me so much, I just happen to be here, who knows, avail yourself of the criminal justice system, maybe roll the dice, take what happens there. But no, idiot criminal, I know better, I'm smarter than everybody, I'll outmaneuver the cops, jumps into the brush, gets his dumbass ran over by a bulldozer. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. I think to me that's one of the best end results of a story I've heard in a while. That's exactly what you deserve. Scott from winningfornextyear.com will give us his take on Terrell Owens. Get a look at the NBA Summer League and two sellouts out of your Cleveland tribe over the weekend. Get all that wrapped up with Scott from winningfornextyear.com. That's next on Rock 106.9. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106. This report is brought to you by Taco Bell. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. It's Monday. We do it every Monday at 8 o'clock. We talk to my good buddy, Scott, from winningfornextyear.com. My man, how are you? Doing well, thanks. I, uh, the big story here in Canton, Ohio, obviously, with Hall of Fame weekend right around the corner here, is that Terrell Owens not going to show up. Um, and what the Hall of Fame has decided to do is, like, look, they're going to induct him. He's going in. They're just not going to mention him. And I think that they handled this right, Scott. For me, this is my take on this, is that I think you got to not do it because more and more, I think less of these athletes are going to care about these establishments. More and more, their timelines are going to tell them they're Hall of Famers. They're going to feel like, I don't necessarily need the old stodgy sports writers to care about me. My timeline says I'm a Hall of Famer. And if you then allow them to be part of the ceremony when they snub you or stick their nose up at you, I think you're just inviting more and more players to follow the T.O. model. So I think that they handled this the right way. You don't not put him in. you got to put him in. Numbers alone, he gets in. But not having him be part of the ceremony, I think, is the exact right call. What's your take there? Yeah, I guess. You know, in, in T.O.'s defense, he should have been in last year. Um, and... You know, it's it's clear that the you know the self righteousness of some of the voters want to decide that character, you know, suddenly plays a role in some of these things, and yes. it's and it's kind of bizarre that that they, you know that they get to you know some of them, not all of them. I don't want to you know it's sure. just like I, I I I dislike the Baseball Writers Association, but they're not all you know Jurassic lunatics. Um, you know, so I, I get I get Tio's stance. But in but in the same in the same regard, the the Hall of Fame has a right to kind of handle it the way they want to handle it as well. So, no, I agree. I think it's if you want to be a part of the presentation, you got to be a, you got to be there. Um, and I I, I I get why they're doing it, and I, I think it makes sense. Um, you know that said, I wish there was a 
a better way or a baseline way of some sort to to get some of these players into the Hall of Fame when they're supposed to be and not when you know some 85-year-old, you know, white dude says he's allowed to be. That's a fair point. Should be pointed out though, a couple of wide receivers did not go in on their first ballot um a time multiple wide receivers did have to wait. Randy did go in on his first ballot. Um some other Hall of Famers wide re- at that position did not go in on the first ballot. Should be pointed should that should be pointed out. Also, uh TO's come out and said that had he been a first ballot Hall of Famer, he would have showed up. This was about the fact that he felt slighted. It was made to wait the one year. I do feel like it's a little bit of a slap in the face to some other guys who were in that hall to take it that far. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, it's, I, I could see why, you know, if you're, if you're in the hall, why you'd, why you'd be. Yeah. Chris Carter hates it. Yeah. A little, a little bit, uh, a little bit peeved by the, I guess, immaturity of, of the whole thing. But again, it's, it's it, 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 TO's reason. The reason why he wasn't voted into the, Hall of Fame last year was because of essentially immaturity. So it's it's kind of on brand, really. That's true. Yeah, that's 100% T.O. It's who he is. And I know people in Canton feel almost like we're being slighted. And, and, and there's there's this sense of like, well, dude, screw him if he hates our city. And guys, calm down. He doesn't know anything about our city. Like, I know he's like, well, uh, he came to Canton once. And it's like, yeah, but he went to the Hall of Fame. He didn't go down shore, guys, at least not that we know of. So, like, everyone calm down. It's This is who he is. This is this is what he does. Um, The other big story while we're talking Hall of Fame City, while we're talking Canton, Ohio, uh, Scott, I uh, wanted to thank you for coming out, man. Uh, a Hall of Fame City Hall of Fame performance WWE Canton this past Saturday night. Did you enjoy the Civic Center, buddy? You know what? I, and I will say, in this, I know there is probably, um, you know, walking on a bit of a bit of a line here because I'm sure they're not a, a, a sponsor or anything. But I we went to the Brewing Company, yeah, yeah, and that that, that was a terrific spot. I, I had never been there before, and it's it's a really I would think underrated just because I'd never been there and had yeah. never really. It is been told about it. They, 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 I mean, the way they re-renovated that place, it was very, very nice. No, I had a great time. Uh, the, the, the Civic Center is always nice. It's a nice small venue. Um, the, 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 the wrestlers put on a great show. And and it was it was great to see Fantone marking out in the first row the entire time. <laughs> yeah, big old just slung, slung over the shoulder there. Yeah, Dan, Dan, can I tell you, I got to, Dan, I got to tell Dan a quick story okay. before we get down. Is I, a buddy of mine was a couple rows back. He goes, "Did you see that six foot six guy in the John Cena shirt acting the way he's been acting?" I go, "Yep, that's that's my buddy Matt." <laughs> there he is. Yeah, no, I, I I won't sit next to Matt at public events anymore. Uh, I, uh, the first time we went to a charge game together, he was just screaming at the players and. I I was like, oh my God, this lunatic <laughs> thinks this is the way this is supposed to be. You don't do that. We're going to shift gears here now, Scott, if I can, talk about things most people care about. Let's go, back, let's go back to the real sports here. NBA, obviously, summer league action underway right now. LeBron shows up the other day. He's in Lakers shorts. And sure enough, the crowd erupts as soon as he walks into the arena, which is exactly what you and I and reasonable, smart people thought was going to happen. This whole, they're defacing the LeBron mural in L.A. means Laker fans are trash or that the Laker, their fans aren't hardcore fans. They're not serious fans the way Cleveland Cavaliers fans is a ridiculous statement, correct? Well, and I'd also argue anybody in attendance there, um, just because of the proximity to L.A., you know, is was going to be, you know, a decent fan or at least a, a uh, a fan of of the region, for lack of a better term, but yeah, I mean, there again, it's the vocal minority. It's the the people defacing the the LeBron banner, or the people with, um, you know, Kobe fan five six five seven in their Twitter handle with with Kobe's face as their avatar. Right. Do you know what I mean? It's not 
it's not the everyday Laker fan who one cheers for the team, two, you know, clings to the Kobe era just as much as they do the Showtime era. I mean, there, there's the you can't let you know three or four bad people speak for for the franchise, just like you couldn't let you know one or two jersey burners speak for the entire exactly. Cavs fan base. Now that said, when that happened. You know, the narrative was Cleveland fans burning jerseys, right? I mean, just like it was now Lakers fans, you know, defacing a mural. I mean, yeah, yes, it's true. But when you say that, it makes it sound like all Lakers fans or all Cleveland fans are doing one thing. And it's, 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 so it's a weird day and age where we're all kind of grouped together. I mean, think of media, right? I mean, everybody groups media together, even yeah. though we're all wildly different. And yeah. I think, you know, it's, it, it, he was bound to get an ovation, you know, that, that city will eventually you know, embrace him. Maybe there's always going to be some people who aren't, and they're going to want to, you know, stand for Kobe for whatever reason. And that's fine. I mean, he won a lot of titles there. I get it. But, you know, LeBron will be the best player to wear a Lakers uniform since Kobe Bryant retired. And I think they need to embrace the fact that they're finally going to be in the playoffs again after years of being in the lottery. There's there's Cavs fans that didn't embrace LeBron, so like of course he's going to go out to Los Angeles, and there's going to be people right. who don't necessarily embrace him. Right. Um, I, you know, I, I think you I, I, you can I, you can make no debate about it that LeBron definitely the best Laker since Kobe. It's weird I'd say even over time. Well, of Kobe. It, dude, he has accomplished oh, so he's accomplished nothing as a Laker, but in my opinion, he's already the greatest Laker ever. So like it's just this weird dynamic with him right there. I want to talk a little bit of hoops and 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 get it into the the thing that nobody's really talking about. And that's the Cavs as constructed right now. People are excited about the summer league, and I am as well. But doesn't this feel a little bit like the Browns going zero or four zero in the preseason, yes. and then zero and sixteen in the yes. regular season? Am, am, am I off on that? Uh, it's it's a little different um, because the final score is predicated upon you know fourth and fifth stringers usually you know at right. the end of the game um, you know. But you know, I was talking to somebody before if they were struggling. You could. It's the it's the oh crap moment, right? But if if they're competing and they're and they look good, you can't take it away as if they're going to be dominant and a playoff team because I mean two or maybe three of these guys are actually going to be on the NBA roster. Right. But the two that you need or the three that you need to actually look decent are looking really good. You know, Colin Sexton is is looking good. Um, you know, John Holland, while you know didn't get much in the way of time last year, was on the was on the NBA roster and he he, he looked good yesterday. I mean, Zizic. In his limited time, because he did go home for Croatia to went to see Croatia in the World Cup, um, so he he did not get you know really get to play these last couple of games. But I mean, he looked good in his limited time, and Chetty Osman, again, has looked good in in his time. So the guys you want to see look good against this level of competition are are performing to that level, you know. So you could take it away as kind of a baseline. Okay, look, these guys are are are, are, are NBA caliber players. If they were not playing well in the summer league, then I think you'd have you know, a lot of worries. So I'm, I'm on the, I'm of the, you know, the belief that you, you can't take too much good out of the summer league as much as you can. The other side, you can take a lot of bad out of it if things aren't going as well as you would hope. Yeah, I could see that as we're talking to Scott from winning for next I got a couple of baseball things for you before we let you go. Um, Indians sold out a couple of games over the weekend. Uh, obviously Yanks in town. That's a, a, that used to be a big rivalry. I don't believe that these sellouts mean that baseball's back by any stretch of the imagination. I think that this is a big series. Now, it did feel to me once upon a time that Yankees tribe was a big rivalry. Do you still feel like that rivalry is alive and well? Yeah, I don't even know if it ever was. I mean, we could we could, I, if you asked Cleveland fans where the rivalry was, and you asked Yankee fans where the rivalry exactly, was, if the, if the answer is if the answer is wildly different, there's not a there's not a rivalry. Right? That's exactly what I think too. 
Um, there's there's probably four or five teams the Yankee Yankee fans would list Red Sox as rivals rivals ahead of right ahead of the Indians and you know the Indians for I mean that you clearly the Tigers is, is the one that you know that that will, will should be mentioned first you know and then from there you'll probably get a smattering of White Sox Twins Royals and then maybe you'll start to get into the the Red Sox okay. Yankees Blue, Blue Jays I would guess if you wanted to yeah, Jays for sure. You know, oh, you know, yeah, go down that one. route because of what happened in the playoffs. But yeah, I mean, it's 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 a spectacle and a and, you know, and a marquee thing more than it is a rivalry. I think um, it's 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 Cleveland fans love beating on the Yankees for for, for, for clear for clear Yankees. reasons. I mean, it goes back to the Bernie Williams and and Paul O'Neill yep. Yankees. I mean, just with you know the way that they construct their roster versus the way Cleveland has to construct their roster due to market constraints. Anytime the Indians can win against the Yankees, regardless of who's having what kind of season. It's, it's a good it's a good thing. It does feel good as a Tri-Fan. There is no denying that. Um, but I agree. I agree with everything you just said. So let me ask you this, then, as we're talking to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. What is the biggest rivalry in Cleveland sports right now? <laughs> right? I mean, there really isn't yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. It's a great question because there really isn't one. No, you're, you're right. I, I mean, you'd have, to, you'd have to probably lean Indians-Tigers. Um, Jeez. you know, I know Browns fans will hate that because they still think Steelers fans care about them. They don't. Um, which they don't. Um, at all. you know, they still think Ravens fans care about them, they which they don't. At all. Um, you know, and the Cavs really have not had, you know, a a rival outside of Golden State Warriors over the last four years. That's over um, now, though. You know, and that, that's clearly over. So, you know, I, I mean, the closest thing the Cavs will have will probably be the Wizards because I know Wizards fans are – really anti-Cavs because of what LeBron did to them sure. both instances. But, yeah, I mean, if I had to vote, I'd, you know, if, if Ohio State-Michigan doesn't count, then you'd have to, you'd have to probably go Indians-Tigers. Yeah, that's, that, that shows you the state of Sad affairs. state of affairs, right? Yeah, that, that, that gives you the state of the union for the Cleveland sports. So, as, so that, just goes, shows, that just goes to show you, Twitter, why I jump up and down on Cleveland sports. There you have it. Scott from winningfornextyear.com. Make sure you check that blog daily as that's where you get the best updates on your local teams and also some national stuff. Scott, we'll talk to you again next Monday, buddy. Sounds good, guys. Have a good week. We have Leonard Skinner tickets for you. Get hooked up next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We have those Leonard Skinner tickets. That shows July 27th. Blossom will get you in here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625. The number you will need on those. Saw this, and uh, I think we could all use a little bit of help in it. This is how you can look better in photos. We're probably taking more and more pictures than ever before because of how easy it is via the cell phone. And uh, and I was actually just thinking about this this morning because I'm thinking about getting a GoPro. And I was looking at one of those new GoPro 6s. They're like $600. It was like, dude, I'm pretty sure my iPhone 8 Plus does like 90% of what this thing does. Why am I thinking about doing this? Yeah, that seems a bit excessive. And I think you could probably buy like a generation or two old. And, I'll go older because yeah. I won't need like the newest like yeah. bells and whistles of what I'm what for what little I'm going to do with it. But I was thinking about picking one of those up. But we're just taking more and more photos. And this is how you can look better in them. They say angle your body. This is this part here particularly uh, geared towards the men there. Play up your masculine features. That toxic masculinity you have that's ruining everything. Play it up. Uh, they say, now you have to do this without looking like you're trying too hard. 
which is where the camera always goes bad for me. They say, pull your shoulders back slightly, point your feet towards the camera, and shift your torso so that your shoulders are angled 10 to 15 degrees out of line from your feet. You're going to give yourself more dimension. So this is somebody taking a picture of you. Because right, I would think so. Because how are you doing that selfie? Now, as a as a dude, which one do you feel like is more comfortable? Which one are you more comfortable with? Somebody you, taking a photo of me, opposed to the selfie. Yes. Okay. When I take a selfie in public, I feel like the biggest douche ever. But my thing is like asking, like, "Hey, can you take this picture of me?" So I'm like, I don't know. I feel like that's kind of like, oh, I'll only ask for a photo to be taken of me either a here in the building, so with something content based, or if I'm standing with somebody else. I'm not. I'm or if I'm with somebody, like, hey, make sure that's in the background. Take that way right. and post this. But like, I'm never gonna ask a stranger. They took a picture of me standing here yeah. if I'm alone. Never yeah. doing that. Yeah, that's just it's, dude. It's, it's it's. I don't want to say the whole thing's kind of emasculating, but like. It is. But like candid photos are kind of what I remember from like being a kid and like and like you know in action. Olsen Mills, you know, uh, portrait shots where your whole family went there and your dad hated it. But like I can't Glamour think shots. of I can't think of looking back on it, my dad ever like well, here, take this picture Jeez. of me. At least make sure you get a picture. If it wasn't all four of us, it was like, well, what am I? I'm not taking this. What am I doing here? My family's a bad look into this because we just didn't take photos. When my dad died, we had to search high and low for photos of us, of all together. We just, my mom doesn't like having her picture taken. I don't really like having my picture taken. It's it's one of these things like I, I get why people want it. And I'm happy to do it, and I want you to have it. I want you to walk away from that experience having whatever it is you want. Um, but there is a little bit of me that's inside that's like, oh, this is going all over everywhere, and I don't want it. Yeah, there is a little bit of that, just because I just don't like having it happen. Another way to look better in photos here. They say, keep your chin down. And I would have had this wrong. They say, if you're lifting your chin or looking up at the camera, chances are you're showing the world a perfect view of your nose. Keep your chin pointed down, but isn't that going to add, add to like the the like the the rolls and the double chin? I think it depends on where the camera is there because if you're looking up into something like a picture from the perspective of who's looking at it, I'm looking down on you. Okay. You know what I mean? And that is going to give me a feeling of like, well, I'm superior to you. Like that's one of those subconscious things where if like you really want to look more masculine, look more like dominating than a picture like up at you where like you, I would have the perspective of like, oh, you're higher than me. I think that's where you get, you, you're you getting into like uh, that. The, the angle is going to make a big difference of where your head should be. Okay, so what you're saying is is from the not even from the perspective of the person taking the photo, but the person who will see the photo in right, the end. Right, right. Okay, all right. I wouldn't have thought about it that far into it, but I can't disagree with that. That yeah, maybe. I mean, dude, the subconscious plays a huge role in how people walk away feeling about stuff. For sure, it does. Another thing here you can do to improve uh, to to improve the quality of uh, your photos and how you look in them is to laugh quietly to yourself. They say there's more to a genuine smile than just turning up the corners of your mouth. That is totally true. You can tell when somebody's fake smiling at something. They say, but if you just, you know, think about something that, you know, amuses you, tickles you, whatever, and kind of like, you know, repurpose that laugh and that smile, and you'll kind of have that. 
Yeah, fake smiles where I get bad in pictures, and I have found that, like, even if I don't, like, think of something funny, if I just feel like a, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, just faking your way through it, at least those muscles turn on, at least, like, your eyes kind of pick up there, and you look genuinely happy, as opposed to just showing your teeth. Jake says, uh, dude, you know, you, you say you don't like having pictures taken of yourself, but you take selfies at the golf course. Yeah, because, dude, this is what I'm saying. This is part of my job. This is part of my job that I wish I didn't have. My boss is always on me. Dude, just be more social. Be interact. Give them more. They want more content. Give you give away more of yourself. And dude, that's where that comes from. I would never, as a person, do that. I do that because I feel as if like, dude, he's like, dude, you got to show him that. You got to give him the golf course. You got to give him the driving range. You got to give him where you eat. You got to give him all that. They want all that. You got to give it all. It, like, there is pressure from inside this building for me to be on more platforms in that regard that's that, that's a that's a that's a gun that's pointed at my head from my boss versus the that I point it to myself now i wanted to address this cuz this get people talk about this all the time with me in photos and I took a photo with Fantone's mom last week and you can see it it's at my instagram dan.sansbury's how you find that on instagram and you can see it and i'm standing there and i'm smiling but a guy says to me, he's like, dude, you got to actually smile versus just kind of like smirk smile. It's never going to happen. This is a trained thing that I had to teach myself for the long. My, dude, my parents were poor. They didn't have any money. My dad was a minister. There ain't no money in the God game unless you're selling out and on TV. If you're a real minister who really cares about what you're doing, you're broke as hell. You see a minister and he has money, fraud. That's just, I'm just telling you the truth, right? You see a minister that got money, fraud. Right? My dad was broke, didn't have any money. My parents didn't have health insurance. Like, we didn't have that. And so I had a cracked tooth situation in my life, and I didn't get it bonded till well into my adult life. And so I had taught myself my entire life don't smile in photos, don't have a document of that, don't have that. And so I've just trained myself over year after year after year. Now I got this fixed, it's been almost 15, almost 10, 11 years now it's been. And I still can't do it. That's why that happens. And you're never going to get me out of it. It's never be one of those things. If you take a photo of me, like Phantom was saying, if you're off to the side of me and I don't know the photo's happening and I'm kind of in the moment, you'll have that. If you stand me there and say, geez, I'm never going to comfortably be able to stand there and smile in a photo. I don't want to be standing in the photo. I don't, I hate all of that stuff. It's just one of those things about my personality. I wish I just a little bit, I just didn't have to do that. Leonard Skinner tickets up for grabs. We'll take caller 20, 1 800 243 7625 on those. We'll be right back with more Sansbury Show. You guys hang on. Dan Stansberry and his boy Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 1069. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. We're on Rock 1069. Coming up at 9 o'clock, a couple of uh, cops were caught on video, of course, because there's body cams and dash cams everywhere in their job now they were caught on video doing something you should not do this is activity that is not not appropriate for officers to do and it was all caught on video we have a little audio from it coming up at nine o'clock we'll play that i do this all the time by the way all the time what i do it we'll talk about it at nine but it's an irregular almost daily occurrence in my life my buddy's got a different system and when you hear about this okay Honestly, for a year straight, he allowed this to decide every decision in his life. Okay. So we'll do all of that coming up together at 9 o'clock. I can't wait to hear about that, though. Okay. Out of you. That surprises me. So we'll find out what those cops did. Wait till you hear this. I I just, you know, 
every day it happens. I'll just in the middle of the afternoon, I'm like, oh my God, I got another show to do tomorrow. What the hell am I going to talk about? What the hell is going to happen? And then I realize, oh yeah, I live on a planet with 7 billion people mm-hmm. and a lot of them are stupid. Most of them, I would say. A lot of them. So thank God, because that's where the content comes from. The idiots. So thank God there's a ton of them. A Dallas man had been questioned by some cops for illegally parking in a handicapped parking space. So let's just stop right here and tell you this, that if you have another illegal activity going on, parking in a handicapped parking spot without the proper sticker is only going to invite, you know what I mean, some uh, some attention from places that you don't want it. Yeah, it's it's like speeding or having a taillight out. Like, yeah, you don't think it's that big of a deal, but all of a sudden officers of the law are going to be checking up on you yeah 100 so through some investigation of the cop like hey who's this and who's this and who's the who who's with who here and like how this turns out they find out that this young woman had been living with this guy now he's 24 she's 15 he tells the cop don't worry dude it's all good she's gonna be 16 pretty soon okay <laughs> don't worry it's gonna be fine that's what the guy told her right. told him jose nahun lopez cruz 24 told the officer don't worry, she's going to be 16 very soon. She has been living with Lopez Cruz for two months, according to the newspaper. They arrested him, obviously, charged him with sexual assault of a child, uh, of course. Um, now, looking into it more and get ready to read some of the reaction on this online after we announce this part of it. The cops now say Lopez Cruz is in the United States illegally, lives here illegally. He's also facing a drug possession charge because of a bag of marijuana was also found in the car. But again, going back to the 15-year-old girl who's been living with him for two months, tells the cops, no worries, bro. She's going to be 16 any minute now. The balls. Imagine having the balls to say that to a cop. To anybody about that situation. I mean, now 16 is the age of consent in Texas. I'm assuming is what he was working on here. I'm guessing, but she's not quite there yet, A. And B, I have always said this on the show, as a guy who dates younger women routinely, routinely does it, I will tell you this. If you go to the, well, the loophole says this, Mm. though, you know you're doing something you should not do. I, I, I will always stand firm to where I'm at with anything sex that I don't necessarily get down with. It's like, as long as you are consenting adults, I genuinely do not care what you're doing. If you're 98 and you want to bang an 18-year-old and that 18-year-old wants to bang a 98-year-old, fine. But legal adults is where we have to draw the line. So once you get into under the age of 18, and now can you debate on whether, well, is 18 the right line? Okay, I guess if you want to debate it lower, you can go ahead and debate it lower. I feel like 18 is probably where it should be. I guess. I mean, if we can sign a contract, if you can sign up for the military, you should be able to bang whoever you want. Like I said, so long as you are consenting adults here, this is this to me is just like a teacher banging her student where it's like, dude, you are under the age. It does not matter what else is happening. Go to jail. Well, I'm assuming the 16 thing comes into play. So what? So an 18 year old senior can date a 16 year old sophomore or something? I'm guessing if 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 that is what we are putting a loophole in to bang children is because, well, dude, maybe this maybe the senior wants to have sex with his sophomore girlfriend. I don't care. Close that son. It's close it down. Couldn't we just make the rule 18 and say we will make exceptions for couples that are in high school at the same time? 
So that if I mean, I, couldn't we just get there? So if I was a senior and she was a sophomore, so we were 17 and 15, I turned 18 the summer after graduation, she turned 16 that summer, all of a sudden we're back into fair territory here? Mm. That's, I mean, at least that's something as opposed to like, well, 16 is the age of consent, dude, because that dude, that is just the most ridiculous argument I've ever heard. Well, here's the other thing. A, an 18-year-old high school senior is never going to be 16 is the age of consent. It's always a 24-year-old right. with a 20-year-old Camaro that doesn't run right. that, that's standing outside the high school. That's who's always going to 16. Right. I mean, like, and that's the thing, too, is, like, obviously on a case-by-case situation, can you point at something and say, well, yeah, I mean, like, it's not fair that, but, but, but we're talking about the exceptions to the overall rule here and the overall rule of 16 being the consenting age of sex, dude, so you can't sign a contract, but you can raw dog me. Are you, are, what are we talking about? about here dude um i don't want to explain to anybody who doesn't know what raw dog is so we're gonna use that as the exit ramp right there and uh we will we do have some audio from two cops who did something i can't believe do they know they're on video they actually say they're on video did this thing anyway that's next on rock 106.9 the stansberry show canton's rock station rock Yo guys, Fantone from the Stansberry Show here to tell you about the Rollholt Vision Institute. It still happens to me all the time, dude. I wake up in the morning, I reach for my glasses, and all of a sudden I remember, dude, you do not need those. I got 20-20 vision thanks to the LASIK surgery I had done at Rollholt. And I'm telling you, your summertime is going to be so much easier when you don't have to worry about glasses or contacts. So if you've been thinking about LASIK surgery, I know you have some questions, which is why the Rollholt Vision Institute has made everything perfectly clear for you at their website. That is RollholtVision.com. Rock 106. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Online at WRQK.com. Missing anything last week? Podcast it right there. Look Tuesday. New Justin Timberlake. New Eric Church. New Seether. All part of that. I have a sneaking suspicion this Eric Church song will do to me what most Eric Church songs do. Hear it. Don't like it. Hear it another 50 times after that. Love it. It was that way with Record Year. It was that way with um, a lot of most of his songs. Like, he normally earworms me. Where I hear it at first, I'm like, eh, not that great. And then I, the more I listen to it, the more I end up liking it. And I'm actually a very big Eric Church fan. But a lot of times he earworms me. So we'll find out that tomorrow. Along with this new Timberlake, new Seether as well. So I've been waiting to talk about this all morning. Okay. A woman that got pulled over on her way to work the other morning. She Look, she's just a little late to work. She's flying, doing like 80, right? We've all been guilty of this. I saw a guy this morning, as a matter of fact. Um, he came up. I was in the center lane of 77 North, heading into work, and a guy drove all, dude, big jacked up truck, that whole thing. Okay. And got all the way three inches from my bumper and then went into the left lane to go around me. Why do you got to be passive aggressive? You can tell from a half a mile away you're going to get in the next lane and move over. Why do you got to drive all the way up on me and then move over? Oh, yeah, that's right. Because you just want to be passive aggressive because you just, you feel guilty about the fact that you woke up too late. And you're ignoring your responsibilities of getting work on time. And for some reason, that's my fault for being in front of you. That's why you do that. Quit being a douche. Switch lanes earlier. So this woman's on her way to work. She's driving too fast, gets pulled over. Welcome to cops doing their job. We have a little audio, actually, how this starts. We'll take a listen. Stay in the car. Off to Brown Roswell Police Department. You know how fast you were just going, ma'am? Do me a favor. Step out of the vehicle for me. 
Now, see, before that happens, actually, we cut some of this out. This video is like seven minutes long. We have the entire video. It's up for you at WRQK.com. It's also linked at Facebook.com slash Stansbury Show for you as well. Before they actually tell her to get out of the car, they're talking to her, and they're telling her, look, it had just been raining. The roads are unsafe. You're doing over 80 miles per hour. All the while, that's happening. Now, this isn't the reason to talk about this, but this is an interesting thing, and you might not even notice it until I point it out, and then you go watch the video, again, at WRQK.com. The woman, the entire time the cops are dressing her, is scrolling on her phone. She's not looking at them. She's not doing it. She's just looking at her phone. Yeah, yeah, sorry, I'm late to work. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm late to work. It is so disrespectful. And if it were me, and I was maybe thinking, maybe there's a chance I might be able to get out of this, maybe, this and that, don't you just show them the attention? She's reaching around for stuff in her car. Like, dude, at, at a moment's notice, like, are you just, I, I would just be a little bit more respectful of that situation. So they put handcuffs on her, right? Now, they're trying to decide what's going to happen here. Like, what do we do here? Because there's a couple of different modes you can do here because of the rate of speed she had been going. You could just issue a ticket, but there's also reckless driving that could come into it as well. Turn off your hands, buddy. Are they actually flipping a coin on an app to decide whether or not you go to jail? That's exactly what you hear. So they're talking. Now he's then talking to the woman who had been pulled over. Right, the reporter is. So what had, what had happened here? This is the, actually a different piece of audio than what I had heard. What, what had happened here is, is that two female cops are off to the side trying to decide what they're going to do with this. Do we just write a speeding ticket? Do we let her go? Do we write her up for reckless op? Right, And so they're decide, trying to decide what to do. They then decide to go to an app on the phone that simulates a coin flip type situation as to what they're going to do. I don't have any speed detections at the same time, but what do you think? We're just tickets. Atlanta answer or Roswell answer? Hold on. A head, R tail. Okay. That's the sound of the coin app right Yeah, there. you hear the coin app right there. This tail, right? Yeah. So really, 23. Michael Jordan. <laughs> I so got too too fast for. Let me write this down. Too fast for conditions. Reckless. Is it Riders. reckless? Are you Without our intervention, what would have happened when you went into court? I would have had no idea, and I probably would have pled no contest, and I would have paid a bunch of fines, and this would have gotten swept under the rug, and, and nobody wouldn't and nobody would have known about it. Uh, I really have to be at work. Is there any way I can just? You can make a phone call, but that's all you can do. A honest police officer risked his career to tell us this information that resulted in your case being dismissed. Does that help at all that there it are... It does. I'm, it, it restores a little bit of faith in um, the Roswell police a little bit. So... I'm being told that the woman may have been looking for her insurance card scrolling through her phone. I think it's a likely story. They actually show her open the glove box in the car looking for it. That's in the seven and a half minute video that I watched yesterday. Her searching the car for it. She was look- She's scrolling through her phone because that's what people do now. No matter what the situation is, she's scrolling through her phone. I'm not buying that I'm looking for my insurance card on it. She was looking through the glove box for it. I saw it in the video yesterday. So maybe that's what she's doing. I don't think so, but maybe. But long story short, these cops get caught. They say 23, Michael Jordan, that's the arrest code for, you know, for, for the infraction of her being behind the wheel. This is obviously not the way cops should conduct their business at all. 
I, I understand that there's going to be some discretion within the law, and I think there's a point of argument there that you can say, well, cops aren't supposed to be the judge, jury, executioner. You're just supposed to either A, arrest them because they broke the law, or write them a ticket or a citation or whatever it is, and then let the court system decide what happens from there. I think there's a little bit of like gray area of like, well, this cop will let you get away with going five over, but this cop won't let you get away with going five. You know what I mean? I think there's a little bit of room for debate, but at the end of the day, you can't be making decisions based on a coin flip, right? No, but I this had me thinking, like, wouldn't it be cool if it worked this way a little? And not, no, 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 hold on, hear me out. Okay. Not them two in the car behind you flipping the coin to decide whether or not, but like you're pulled over on the side of the road. Right. And it now turns into like rock, paper, scissors, or you're flipping coins. Dude, you're going to get the ticket either way. So now if they introduce a game, there's a 50-50 chance I could get out? Now what's the the rub to it, though? Because it just can't be like, hey, either A, we're going to give you a ticket, or B, we're not. Is it like double or nothing? If it was Monty Hall, let's make a deal. (laughs) Like, dude, all right, here, here it is right here. I'll fix it right here. $100 $100 added to the ticket, or you can be let off. Or you can be let off. Rock, paper, scissors, coin flips. Uh. All of a sudden, it's like beer Olympics on the side <laughs> of the road. I think it would be awesome. So you hinted at this. Yeah. And I'm, I'm con- so you say you do this all the time. I coin flip on a regular basis, probably a daily basis, dude. And what it'll come down to Walk me through it. is like I'm sitting there in the afternoon, and I don't know exactly. It's like, all right, well, either I, you know, either I can do A, go mow the lawn, or B, watch this next episode of whatever. And I'm like, eh, well, if I watch the episode of whatever now, I'll do this, this, and this. But if I go mow the lawn right now, this will be done. And I get into this like indecisive place where it's like a standoff of like, well, should I be responsible? Should I should I should I indulge myself? And there'll be like, all right, man, there's a quarter right there. Flip it, heads, mow the lawn, be our tails, watch the movie. You know what I mean? And I do it on a regular basis, like very frequently. If I feel even the little bit indecisive. Really? Now, if it's an opinion thing, like, well, do I want a chicken sandwich or a burger? I'll flip the coin and I'll let fate decide. And if I feel disappointed by the result, I know what the answer is. You know what I mean? Like, I know that like you really wanted that burger because you feel disappointed that the, 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 the chicken sandwich is what fate fate gave you. This is America. You eat both those things. Okay, don't, 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 don't double up on it. So I got a buddy that actually has a that that had a different system. All right, and he did this for a year straight. Every decision. For a year straight, I'm up against it. You know what? We'll take this break. I'll come back, and I'll tell you what my buddy did, how he made every decision in his life for one year straight. Next on Rock 106.9. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever. Kent's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. For the break, we were talking about this uh, pair of cops who were caught using an app on their phone, uh, phone to coin flip, essentially, to decide what which ticket to give somebody they had pulled over. Just a regular speeding ticket, reckless opera, whatever. Now, they get caught doing it, and uh, the case got dismissed. People are like, dude, you can't dismiss the case. She was doing over 80. It's like, yeah, you can. When you when you have abuse of power go on, then you then the case gets thrown out. Yeah, I mean, if, if, if you wanted these charges to go off, you should have never introduced the coin flip. You should have made the decision of like, hey, this is reckless. This is, you know, the roads are wet. She's going 80 miles per hour. We're, we're, we're pressing to the fullest extent of the law. But once you decided, hey, let's flip a coin on it, 
What are we doing? I'm pretty sure, like, if a cop gets caught doing something with, like, a somebody they're trying to put in jail for something, they go back and look at every person they've arrested and make sure that those cases were buttoned up. You have to do that. Because now the cop has shown you who they are. They've shown you what they're willing to do. Yeah, and I mean, at the end of the day, we were talking about a woman doing 80, which every single one of you is going to do when you get out of work today, too. So to pretending like this woman doing 80 is a criminal and you are within the, the bounds of the law would be lunacy. Yeah, this isn't murder we're talking exactly about. Exactly okay. right. We're talking about doing 80 in the morning on the way to work, which is, of course, not... Say, although I want to say that, but there are states who have 80 mile per hour speed limits in certain areas. So, yeah, it is somewhat safe. Right. So we were talking about the coin flip thing. And uh, Fantone, let us know he makes a lot of decisions this way. I do, man. And I, I, I would like to say, well, but they're just like inconsequential things. Like I said, chicken sandwich or a burger. But there's sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't know. Should I do this? Should I not do this? Flip a coin. Like I'll, I'll put major things in, 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 in through this system. Current girlfriend. Did yeah. we coin flip it? No, no. I, uh, I, I, I felt good about this one. But there's been times within relationships. I'm like, well, what do I do here? Flip that coin. You'll figure it out, bro. Is that right? Yeah, I'm telling you, it's 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 a pretty good system when you feel when you feel like well, the end result of both scenarios are equal here. Could be okay, right? At that point, it is just like well, dude. Instead of hit, sitting here and going back and forth and like thinking to yourself, well, this is a good idea. Assets and liabilities, pros and cons. Which way are we gonna do this? It's like, dude, flip the goddamn coin. It's a fifty fifty shot, and whatever happens, you live with it. All right, now I want to laugh at that and call it nuts, right? But I've seen a worse version of this. Okay. Much worse. Okay. And um, and he won't care, so I'll tell you who it was. My buddy Rodney Rose, right? And I love Rodney. Like, Rodney legitimately is one of my favorite people ever. Like, just even, the moment I see him, I just start to laugh. I just love him, right? A lot of people in Cleveland will know Rodney. He owns 252 Tattoo. He's one of those guys, right? And he's, dude, he's one of my best friends ever. I love Rodney through and through. And at the end of this story, you will understand why Rodney currently in the program trying not to drink. <laughs> like, you're gonna, you know, you, okay. he's, he's all about that sobriety life right now. Okay, and decisions like this are part of what led up to that. <laughs> okay, okay. And again, he knows. I told him, I was like, dude, I'm going to tell this story. He's perfectly fine with it. Okay, it's not that embarrassing, other than the fact that he spent a year. And dude, I was there all year. Like, I saw this go down, so I know it's true. And I was also there in the moment it came crashing down to the ground. Okay. All right? So I was there at the onset and at the end of this. So Rodney had had some bad luck. And by bad luck, I meant he kept making bad decisions and bad results happen okay. through it. Shocker. Who right? would have ever guessed it? So he would just kind of got fed up with that and wanted, to, wanted a little bit more variety and chance to enter his life. So we bought him a gag gift. We bought him a magic eight ball. And Rodney, hammer drunk. Snorted the whole thing. Just no, the whole no, thing no, no, now. No, 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 no. Okay. Different kind of magic eight ball. <laughs> okay, Different kind bad. of magic eight ball. The That's kind you buy mistake. at Spencer's, not short. Okay. Spencer, not short. <laughs> right. right? Big difference. Spencer, there. not short. Big difference. Right. He's all, you know, he's all like hopped up on the Yukon Jack, right? So we give him, <laughs> that was like his thing. So we give him the magic eight ball. And he says to me. He's like tearing through the box like a kid on Christmas morning. And he's just tearing and he just looks at me. He's like, Stansbury, I know you were doing this to be a dick. It's like, but I'm making every decision I make for a year straight with the Magic 8 Ball. And he did it. Came sh- just short of a year. But dude, it was everything. 
am I going to work today? Shake it. And he would just like, because again, he owns the tattoo shop. So he'd be like, no, I'm not going. And he'd he'd cancel his appointments. Hey, do I want to go out with this chick tonight? Shake it. Whatever he did it. Hey, am I going to hang out with my kids today? Shake it. And (laughs) no matter what it was, dude, concerts, work, relationships, dude, he was down to, am I, should I pay the electric bill? And he would like shake the magic eight ball. This is, again, this is like the, dude, this story tells you exactly who Rodney Rose is. It's just who he is. And it's one of the reasons why I love him so much. So one night we're driving down West 25th street, right? It's now on the West side of Cleveland. Most of you will know that's like where, um, uh, the, uh, that market everybody loves is in there. The West side market or whatever. That's in there. Right. And so we're driving down the street. And he had been like texting these two women and he was thinking he was going to be able to get them both together because they both knew one another and the this and that. And like, you know, you had booze and some other stuff. And then next thing you know, threesomes kind of happen, right? It's the way it works. And he had been putting work in on this for a while. I mean, weeks. And it looked like, I mean, dude, my buddy Marty and I were like, I can't believe it. He's going to get this done. These chicks are both nines and he's going to get this. I can't believe it. Right. So there we are in West 25th Street. It's 25 miles per hour. He's doing 60 because that's just who he is, right? So he looks at me and goes, all right, Sansbury, it's eight ball time. Open, <laughs> <laughs> open the glove box. It's eight ball time. It's like, all right. So he pulls it out, and he, he starts, he's got it in his hand. He's caressing it. He had named it at this point. It's like rubbing it. You know what I mean? And he asks the magic eight ball, hey, am I going to get these two girls involved in this threesome? And the thing shakes it, and he looks at it, and he says, outcome unlikely. <laughs> like, like one of those, right? Whatever it says for that. Now, you got to understand, it was almost a year straight. He never reshook it once. He was always like, whatever the answer was, he was taking it. This is a $6 toy from Kmart, by the way. <laughs> Deciding the guy's whole life, right? $6 toy from Kmart. Shakes it again. Am I going to get this threesome? Outcome unlikely. So you know what? <laughs> Screw Stansbury and his magic eight ball. Rolls the window down and whips the thing out of the car. He's been making his own decisions ever since. Dude, I swear to God. I got to drive up there this week and go see him, dude. Just everything that guy does makes me want to hug the living crap out of him, dude. He's just the funniest dude of all time. We will close out the program next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Again, tomorrow's New Tour Tuesday. New Justin oh, yeah. Timberlake. New Eric Church. New Seether. All part of that. Okay. All part of that. Can't wait. Uh, so, Twitter. Um... Reached out to me and said, dude, I cannot believe you're going to end today's show and not rat yourself out. I hear what happened over the weekend. Okay. You you always rat yourself out. We saw this. You posted about it on Twitter on Friday, so you're not that embarrassed about it. Okay. And the guy said, he's like, I've been waiting all show. I figured for sure we were going to get, you know, the audio version of this, and you haven't done it. And the truth is, Tom, I just forgot. But I should tell you this, because this is gross. And I did this. It's disgusting. I did it in public in front of other people, which makes it worse. Yeah. And you should not do this. And more more than that, when you find out what this is, you're going to realize that you've bought this product a thousand times after people have done this, and it's going to make you like a little sick to your stomach. Okay. So on Friday after work, I got off a little, you know, I left work a little early. And I found myself in that shopping center over there where like Target and Dick's and all that, right? All right. I was doing a little light shopping. 
And one of the things I uh, was looking for was a, uh, I needed a new pair of golf shoes. So I go into Dick's and I look down at my feet and just like today, I'm wearing my Vans with no socks. So I find a pair of golf shoes I like. And I'm, I'm pretty sure I know my size, 11 and a half in most things. I'm pretty sure. But I'm like, I'm not spending. These shoes are on sale for 60 bucks. Great deal for golf shoes. So I was like, all right, I'm going to grab these. But I don't know if 11 and a half and Adidas is right. I know it's right in foot joy. With Adidas, I don't know for sure. So I needed to try them on. I was looking around for those little footies. Couldn't find them. I was like, ah, I'm probably going to buy them anyway. Slipped <laughs> my foot right in there. Baref- and as, no, here's the thing. It's actually, I'm, I'm skipping ahead of the story a little bit. A guy came around the section where the golf shoes were, and I like kicked the shoe out of my way, and I turned my back around to him so he couldn't see what I was trying to do, and I had to wait out like three people in the shoe section, and then I just slid my right foot right in the shoe. Didn't the shame tell you to stop? Didn't the, didn't the, the fact that you had to hide your behavior wasn't that enough? No, I uh, obviously not. As I did, I got that glass slipper all the way on, buddy. Got it all the way on. And but I will say, I got to the bottom of the shoe and I was like, they're comfy, but are they sixty dollars? Should I do this today? And I thought to myself, you got your sweaty dog in there. Yeah, <laughs> you know I mean? like you probably they're only sixty bucks. These things are normally a hundred, hundred and ten dollars. Like at the end of the day. Just so, yeah, I pulled the plug. I felt like I had to buy the shoes. Yeah, once you raw dog a Nike, bro, you kind of were committed there. Like, that's kind of, that's like, dude, you have to. So I bought them and have played pretty well in them since I bought them. Oh, so good. moral of the story is buy shoes, try them on, no socks. No, dude, that is not the moral of the story. That's no, an not. awful, awful moral. It's really, really not. That is a really <laughs> bad idea. Think about that. You probably got shoes on right now. Somebody tried them on, no socks. <laughs> right? Ugh, ugh, super gross. We're done for the day. That aside from that, we are done. Be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106. Now, you guys have a great day. See ya. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9.